98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. Fulcrum Football preseason edition, the final preseason edition, Wolf, as we uh, inch towards the start of the season. So for today, there's the coin flip, and uh, I won. Look at that. (laughs) What a shame for you. Uh, The topic today is who has the most on the line for the Cardinals Saturday against the Tennessee Titans. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a clear number one pick, so I don't know why I I won. Um, Tell you what, Wolf, I'll go first, and I will go with the guy we just talked about with Tyler Drake when he was in here last hour. I'm going to go with Keontae Ingram. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull bull (laughs) Keontae Ingram. I'm going to go with Keontae Ingram because I don't know that his spot on this team is short up. Uh, If it isn't, it's a chance for him to show what he can do for another team. I hope that doesn't happen. I would rather, if he's not here, he's at least on the practice squad. But I think he has a lot on the line in terms of of where his career is going next in tomorrow's game. Okay, you know what? I am going to go with Zayvon Collins. Still. Oh, yeah. You know what? Play it again right there. (laughs) Yeah, give that. Boy, that's exactly what Zayvon Collins has got to do as well. Get out on the field and start jacking some people. Who has the most to gain from preseason game number three for the Tennessee Titans? I'm going to start with Zayvon Collins because, once again, if he goes out there and starts jacking some people around, if he gets the opportunity to play, which I think he's going to get that opportunity to play, I think there's a real possibility if he goes out there and gets a lot of reps and shows... Vance Joseph and the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, exactly what it is that he needs to do to possibly be the starter going in against the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got to play well in that third preseason game. If he doesn't play, I don't think he's starting. That's just me. <laughs> That's People are going to freak out if Zayvon Collins isn't starting that first game against the Chiefs. Even if it's the right decision. And even if it's not that big of a deal, people are going to freak out. Uh, Wolf, I thought you might go with Zayvon, and that leaves me open to take my next pick. I'm going to go with Marco Wilson. This is where we fight! Uh, I'm assuming Marco Wilson and Zayvon Collins are going to play. We'll talk about that later on in the show, but I don't know why you wouldn't play those two guys uh, for the reasons you just laid out there with Zayvon Collins. And specifically, Marco Wilson, they need this guy this year, whether Antonio Hamilton's good to go or not, and right now it doesn't seem like he is. Uh, they got to have Marco Wilson take a step forward, and he can maybe, maybe show that a little bit tomorrow against the Titans. Yeah, that is an excellent pick right there. Okay, so we've got Keontae Ingram, we've got Zayvon Collins, and Marco Wilson. This one's easy. I'm going to go with Andy Isabella. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Andy Isabella. Who has the most to gain from what could possibly happen in preseason game number three against the Titans tomorrow night? I got to go with Andy Isabella right now. The talk, the most improved player year to year on the Arizona Cardinals roster is Andy Isabella. Has Andy Isabella, has he done enough to make this team right now? I think yes is the answer to that. 
Andy Isabella could be included in a trade, some possible trade as well. I think Andy Isabella is going to be showcased tomorrow night. Not only to convince the Arizona Cardinals, this is our guy. We love what we're seeing here, and we're going to keep him. But also to showcase him to other teams in a possible trade. Andy Isabella has maybe the most to gain from playing tomorrow night. So our first four picks so far have been Keontae Ingram, Zayvon Collins, Marco Wilson, Andy Isabella. Whatever order they went in, Wolf, and and whoever ended up with with two or the other... um, to me, those are the clear four for this game. And the fact that that's the way it played out, that probably just reinforces that. Uh, with my third pick, I'm going to go with a guy who probably is already on the team, but you don't know it for sure. Cliff said he's, he's probably going to keep three quarterbacks. I'll go with Trace McSorley. I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley. And even if I wasn't going to, I, yeah, I would have just picked them just so I could hear the, the song. Yeah. Look, he's got. If he plays well tomorrow, he's on this team. That's that's the definition of having a lot on the line. Now, if he doesn't play well or much tomorrow, it seems like he's probably on the team anyway. But uh, you know, I thought he looked really good in the first one. He looked you know, okay in the second one, Wolf. But he's got a chance to revive his NFL career tomorrow with a good performance. Okay, that's that's good. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with. Bernhard Psychovitz. <laughs> took him. Almost so, took him. Psycho! Are you going to keep four tight ends on this roster right now? I think at some point in time you're probably going to because you are going to use a lot more 12 personnel. Isn't that right, Cliffy? You're going to use a lot more two tight ends. Um, at some point in time, you've got to keep four on this roster. And I know you've got, man, Steven Anderson right there. And, but Bernhard Sykovitz, could he possibly work his way into the top four tight ends on this roster and in that room? You've got Max Williams, of course. You got Trey McBride. You got Zach Ertz, ladies and gentlemen. And could it possibly be Bernhard Sykovitz? <laughs> a little Norman Bates in him, and that never hurt anybody on a football field. He does have the best nickname on the team. That was a good pick. I actually almost did take him. All right, for my last one, Wolf, I know you and Andy Isabella. I'm going to go Greg Dortch. Um, he is also in a position to make this team, obviously, but more than that, if Antoine Wesley is not good to go for week one, I mean, the number four receiver spot against the Chiefs might be up for grabs, so we may actually not just see Greg Dortch make this team or Andy Isabella. We might see them playing in week one. Yeah, that's a good selection right there. Do you have any left? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're going to give me one more? Yeah, I mean, I have four and you have three. This is how this works. Okay, I'm going to go with Jonathan Ward. Okay, all right. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Jonathan Ward. Again, uh, you've got Keontae Ingram, you've got Eno Benjamin, and you've got Jonathan Ward. I think you're going to keep two of those three guys. I could be dead wrong on this. Man, our own Tyler Drake said he believed those rumors that are out there that Daryl Williams was going to get cut. Um, That's going to be fascinating to see. And again, tomorrow night will give us a lot of answers right now. If you see Jonathan Ward out there an awful lot too, boy, that could be a situation where he might be showcased 
for a possibility of being traded to other teams. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be fascinating. But I think Jonathan Ward still has got a lot to prove. Yeah, if you're a running back on this team, you almost don't want to be getting carries tomorrow. Like, Keontae Ingram's going to get them because he needs them. And, and for Ingram, that's fine. But if you're Darrell Williams and you're playing the first quarter tomorrow, it might not be a great sign you're locked yes. in. We'll see. You're right. Uh, all right, that was Fulcrum Football. When we come back, the Diamondbacks are on pace for a 22-win improvement this season. Is that enough to keep Tory Lovello's job? It doesn't necessarily sound like a guarantee. We'll explain next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Diamondbacks back at it again tonight in Chicago against the White Sox. Wolf, Tommy Henry on the mound against Johnny Cueto. Cueto's been good. Feels like Cueto's been pitching since, like, Mickey Mantle was in the league. But Tommy Henry has been really... other That first start, you know, he was... Whatever, he was fine. He's given up five total runs, though, in his three starts since, including a pretty good performance against St. Louis, of all teams, over the weekend. Man, Tommy Henry, just another farmer that is up here with the Diamondbacks and looking really, really good. How are you not optimistic about the direction of this organization based on their farm? Yeah, you are, right? I mean, you absolutely have to be. I I know the uh, what I've been saying kind of rings a little more true with Paul Goldschmidt potentially winning the Triple Crown for like the first time in the National League in 80 years. Uh, The biggest thing, though, is you get these guys good, you have to keep them. uh, And we'll see. We'll see if they're able to do that. But uh, one of the things, Wolf, you're obviously going to have to have is stability at the manager position and... I don't know where you come out on this, but I'm guessing you and I are on the same page. I feel like it's Tori Lovello signed through the end of this season. I mean, they're on pace to win 22 more games. Last year, they finished 58 games below 500. This year, they uh, right now, they're 11 games below 500. Like, you've got the young players in particular being the ones that are delivering. I- I'm not making a managerial switch, are you? No. No, I'm not right now. Listen, the Diamondbacks, um, they've been going through the process over the last few years, I think. When you really look at it, they've gone through the process over the last few years of focusing on the farm and the development of farm players. Um, the only question is whether or not you believe Tori Lovello is the best guy to oversee those farmers. That's the only thing you've got to ask yourself in regard to what you're seeing right now, and I think he is. Yeah, I mean, I would I would hope if you have any question, if you're debating moving to somebody else, it's a specific somebody else, right? For the reason you just said. Like, Tori Lovello, his first three years, he was over 500 every season with the D-backs. He got into the playoffs that first year, that very first year. 2020, okay, they they were 25 and 35. That was such a weird year. Uh, To me, you throw that out for the most part because he was over 300 his first three years. Uh, Now, look, last year, he's got to take some of the blame. I mean, they were 52 and 110. You can't just completely absolve him of that. But, you know, nothing went right last year. And, And to me, when you bring him back for this year, you want to see improvement and you want to see... I want to see guys like Alec Thomas and Dalton Varsho and Zach Gallen. Like, I want to see those players being the reason you're improving. And we're seeing that. So I just, unless you have a guy in mind that you're like, no, this is going to be the guy that's going to be the manager of the next great D-backs team in three or four or five years. I I don't know why you would, you would switch. 
the question is, again, the question going forward, nobody's looking at the Diamondbacks saying, oh, my goodness, they're going to be a playoff team and nobody, you know, they're going to make some noise. Nobody's looking at them in that regard right there. The, the best guy to oversee those farm kids that are up right now, which I call farmers, I mean, honestly, is it Tory Lovello or not? That is the question I think you've got to ask yourself going forward. And I would argue the best way way to determine that is based on the evidence and what you're seeing right now. How are the young guys developing in front of your eyes in the organization right now? You know what? The farm is strong, Luke. Yeah, it, and, and you know, the, the drafting and all that, I mean, that obviously falls on Mike Hazen and the scouts' shoulders, and I think they're they're definitely happy with, with Hazen. This is all kind of getting brought back up because Bob Nightingale put together a piece in USA Today a few days ago uh, looking at, it, was, it wasn't just focused on this, but it was, it was it, he has a section in it that says who might be the next to go, and he lists six managers that might be on their way out, and uh, for Tori Lovello, he says the front office recommended to ownership two months ago that Lavello be given an extension, but ownership decided to wait. The D-backs have since struggled, and Lavello is without a contract in 2023. Um, that's interesting, Wolf. That a that the front office is like, all right, let's get this guy back in here. Like you know, Lavello came here and Hazen came here at the same time, so it's yeah. kind of like let's let's work on this together. They are trending in the right direction. If ownership's waiting. You know, you got 40 games left, basically. What are they waiting for? Like, what do you want to see? Hey, I, I really don't mind ownership waiting. I, I have no I, I Listen, I'm looking at this once again. Are these guys developing? Now, if they want to sit there and wait and see how Alec Thomas continues to develop, how Dalton Varsho continues to develop, Corbin Carroll, you know they're going to call him up yeah. at some point in time, especially the September call-up. They're going to call him up. They, they want to see these young guys develop. Drew Jones, of course, Jordan Lawler. And, and I'm not saying they're all going to be up with a big league team, and I'm not saying Tori Lovello is responsible for all these guys in the farm developing, but they have adopted this new philosophy, and I certainly, based on the evidence we see right now with and Alec Thomas, with with Dalton Varsha, with Tommy Henry, the young guys that we are seeing developing and look like, hey, they there could be an awful lot here. Um, I give Tory credit for that right now, and because of that, that's the only thing I care about. If I'm the owner, are they developing? So, okay, maybe I want to see him develop all the way to the end of the season before I extend you. I've got no problem with that. Yeah, if that's the plan, I don't have a problem with that either. Maybe I should I should phrase that differently. I'm, I'm not saying what are they waiting for in the sense of, like, it should be done. I'm saying more, like, is is what's happening now, if that continues to happen for the final 40 games, is that enough? Or are they looking for something additional? This is Derek Hall on with Bickley and Murata yesterday talking about uh, that piece by Bob Nightingale. I'm not sure where that came from, to be completely honest with you. Um, and, and Mike and I talk, you know, all the time about, uh, about future. Future of, of scouts, future of coaches, future of Tory. You know, I, I've said to you guys over and over, I'm a, I'm a big Tory fan, and obviously Mike is too. They have that history, and Tory and his coaching staff have done a tremendous job. We made changes for the coaching staff in the offseason. I think they've proven to be impactful changes. Um, but you know, you, you obviously at the end of this year, we're going to have a decision to make, and you know, this is a, it, it's a tough time for this ball club because the schedule is so tough. So you don't want to say, oh, it's going to come down to this final month. 
that's not the case at all. I mean, we, we've enjoyed what Tory has done, especially this year, and it's a decision that we'll make at the end of the year on, on his future. But I'll tell you this, and you guys, you, you guys know this. The great thing about Tory Lovello is he doesn't care, right? He's not worrying about it. It doesn't impact anything he does. He's not insecure. He doesn't bring it up. And, and I love that he's just a total pro and goes out there and continues to do his job and, and wants this team to get better and better. And we're, we've seen those results. Yeah. Look, I mean, Wolf, it, 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 probably, probably true that it doesn't impact how he manages if he is actually willing to tell Madison Bumgarner he's skipping a start. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily do that if you're worried about your, uh, your job. I, I think, you know, if I'm the front office and I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, let's, let's hold on here. Let's see what happens the final month. I'm just doing it to make sure they don't fall off a cliff here and, and, you know, lose 30 of the last 40 or whatever. Yeah. You know, why not? What's wrong with taking a full season and evaluating the full season before you make a decision right now? Uh, you know, I mean, look, Tori knows the deal. I love that. What, what Derek Hall just said right there is so true. Tori, Tori is a pro through and through. He knows the deal. He knows what's going on right now. I just, as an organization, if I were the owner, the one thing in this situation where I've got a young team that is growing and developing, that's the only thing I really care about because I think there has been a paradigm shift in the philosophy of the, philosophy of the Arizona Diamondbacks where it's going to be about building the farm. It's going to be about player development. It's going to be all about that because it's the only th- path that I think is sustainable sustainable for this organization and because of that uh, i think yeah there's nothing wrong with waiting and taking a very measured approach to see how far these young guys have come because that's the only way i'm going to judge whether or not i bring back tory lavello all right d-back start a three-game series in chicago against the white Sox tonight text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620 620 right now when we come back what is paul calvisi seen from the cardinals this week in tennessee we're going to ask the cardinals sideline reporter next it's the wolf and luke show 98.7 fm arizona sports station arizona <laughs> And Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Oh, it is Wolf and Luke. Wolf is in Tennessee. I'm in the auction community studios. Actually, our next guest, Wolf, is also in Tennessee. Paul Calvisi joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Now, are you guys like sitting in the same coffee shop next to each other doing the show, or are you in different parts of Tennessee? You know, that's a heck of an idea there, Luke. We should be in the barbecue joint across the street. That's where I just returned from. So, uh, oh, boy, i got to mix in a salad at some point on this trip. My goodness, hey, a lot Luke, of barbecue. Luke, let me tell you right now, honestly, you can see it. The gut is hanging over Paul's shorts right now. This is a guy that has experienced Nashville to the fullest. And you know what I'm talking about. Down on Broadway. I'm still looking, Luke, for the guy who bought the last round last night. I'm I, I going to find that guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking for that guy. Right, Not so cool. You're living your best life. There you go. You're in Nashville. Oh, you may as well live it up. At uh, least I wasn't on the stage at the karaoke barn, and I'm not naming names around here, <laughs> Darren Urban. Other than that, I'm not naming names. Okay, so what? what's the question, Luke? What's the question? Uh, I think you answered all the questions I could have possibly had. No, um, okay, let's give me, give me one name, Paul, that you're watching tomorrow night. 
night, that game against Tennessee, where you're like, this guy might be playing for his job. Like, if he plays well, or it's at least on the line based on what he's done in camp this week, he's going to stick around, but he's no guarantee. Can it be the same name that I've cited since, oh, I don't know, April, May, July, now August? Yes. Zayvon Collins. There you go. Just want to see it. Look, we've seen him in coverage, and we broke this down. It, literally, it's about the run game, the run fit for Zayvon Collins. In coverage, he's really good. I mean, we've seen it 11-on-11, full contact, full go scrimmages at State Farm Stadium, running down the seam with the likes of a, a Trey McBride or covering a James Conner out of the backfield and being step-for-step step right on the hip uh, of the receiver. I mean, he's and he's got a lot of he's got a lot of props and plaudits from the head coaches for his coverage. Now it's the run fit, Luke. It's you know, you just you can't hesitate. You got what we saw in Chandler Wooten. What you saw, just the instincts and that raw ability to be in the right place instantly to read your keys and be there to make that play. Uh, In some cases, behind the line of scrimmage, he was so instinctive, Chandler Wooten. You know, so if you can somehow channel some of that, because look, if he doesn't show it in this last preseason game against one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL, then can you trust him in a regular season game? And what does that mean for his playing time? You know, I can't get over it, Polly, because tomorrow night is going to be really fascinating as to who plays and how long they play and what should be read into them playing that long whether it's a lot of snaps or not a lot of snaps paul you could you could go either way on that and i bring up andy isabella don't you think we've seen enough on andy isabella honestly right he had what five grabs for 54 yards he had the 37 yard P.I. Yes. He's making first down grabs, at least three of them by my count. He had, correct, sir. He had the sliding grabs. So I, I think you've seen, you had him for four years. You know what you have in Andy Isabella, but if he plays a lot of snaps. What does that mean, Paul? Does that mean you're evaluating him even more? Yes, it does mean you're evaluating him even more. And maybe you're trying to convince yourself not to trade him. Or maybe you're trying to showcase him. Look, everybody. Look at this bright, shiny object called Andy Isabella, who's had a great preseason. For me, Paulie, year-to-year, most improved player on the team. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's Victor Dimukeji. Victor Dimukeji. But Andy Isabella is second. Listen, I love Victor, but please. Paul, Demukeji, have you seen Demukeji? Kidding me! In the verse, the get off, he's redefined his body. Wolf, he, I mean, he went from way off the grid to now he is going to be in that four outside linebacker and see, rotation. And that's and I and I love that he was off the grid right there. But Andy Isabella was on the grid, and everyone knew exactly what they thought they had in Andy Isabella. You know Which the, is not a lot, Paul. You know the and best. He's improved dramatically. The best thing that happened to Isabella and the Cardinals front office is that he put on that show. Well, I'll call it a show. He put on that display on national TV on Sunday Night Football. Mm. It was third quarter, and I said in the talkback, Luke, I said, you know what? Andy Isabella has made a 53. May not be yeah. the Arizona Cardinals, but he's made somebody's roster based on this. So now. Uh, well, Wolf basically is asserting that he's going to go out there tomorrow night here in Nashville, and instead of Isabella on his nameplate, it's going to say for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's out there, and okay, who's going to give us what for number 70? Because, you know, you look at some of the other teams oh, like, oh, he... look at the Titans. 
they don't have jack to the squat for receivers. When you look at the receiver room, minus A.J. Brown, yes. not impressed. Yeah, yes. but see, this would be my question with Isabella, because for the longest time I've been on the same page with Wolf here of, okay, is he showcasing enough where you could trade him for a corner or you could package him for a corner or whatever? But, Polly, like, what's up with Antoine Wesley? Are we just assuming he's going to be ready for week one? Because if he's not, you actually need a number four receiver against the Chiefs, don't you? And that's either Greg Dortch or Andy Isabella right now. These things happen in threes. Uh, what's the deal with Antoine Wesley? What's the deal with Antonio Hamilton? Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Marcus Golden? Yeah, we don't know. What is the deal? Do Paul? not know. Exactly. See, that's the difference between you and I, Paul. All you do is bring up questions. I give you answers. Go ahead, Wolf. You solution. Go ahead. Just address all three. What's up with Antonio Hamilton? Well, I'm going to keep working on my. Paul, po- I'm going to keep working just, on my pulled pork nachos over here. What, go ahead. Honestly, answer all the above. You, why don't you just go ahead, Paul, and eat more barbecue? Why don't you just do that right here and put on five pounds today? Listen, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Paulie. But what if Andy Isabella does? not not play a lot of snaps tomorrow. What what would you read into if, in fact, he did not play a lot of snaps tomorrow night? Well, that's one of two scenarios. One, they already have a deal in place, perhaps. It might be pending. Or, number two, guess what? There's no DeAndre Hopkins the first six games. Maybe no Antoine Wesley. Oh, and by the way, uh, D and the A, B, C, and D, Rondell Moore. What exactly is going on? There and so, wait a minute. We might really need Andy Isabella against Kansas City Week One. Interesting. Maybe just maybe, especially after Patrick Mahomes in the last game went out and engineered a pair of twelve play touchdown drives. The same Patrick Mahomes. You guys see the stat that came out yesterday? I think it was somebody looked at all his season opening performances in his four years. Always four and zero. Yeah. With thirteen touchdown passes, zero picks, and a passer rating of one thirty seven. Paulie, gird up thy loins and just. Say- it the way are you telling me you believe Andy Isabella has made this roster? He has made an NFL roster. Oh, it's either the Cardinals right or someone he has made an NFL roster. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all right, hold on. I probably I, I, I have to go back real quick to what you just said about Patrick Mahomes because it leads into a question I've been asking everybody that like walks by me on the street. How exactly are the Cardinals supposed to stop Patrick Mahomes when the only corner I know that's out there and definitely playing well is Byron Murphy right now? And, and you know what? Here's the thing. The corners the Cardinals have, Byron Murphy included, although he's proven. What quarterbacks have they faced in August? Yeah. They really haven't seen a lot of Kyler Murray. They really haven't because of everything that went on with COVID and the wrist and everything else. Colt McCoy even hasn't thrown hardly at all in August. Now go to the preseason games. Have they gone against Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson? No. They saw some of Ryan Tannehill. Malik Willis, uh, he was erratic and inconsistent at best. So in a lot of ways, you know what, Luke? You don't know what you have at corner based on the lack of quarterbacks they've gone against. Yeah, but I'm not worried about it at all, Paulie, because I think Steve Kime is definitely going to address that room. What's available? What's realistic, though? I don't know. I don't know what is, but he does. Why in the world are the Arizona Cardinals keeping $17 million under the cap right there? That sounds like a pretty good corner. Sounds like that's to pay for Polly's barbecue, to be honest. Exactly. But you know what? Why are they doing that? There, There is no doubt Steve Kime has got to be having multiple conversations with different general managers right now. I think they're going to wait till they cut. I think they're going to sit there and wait until they see who gets cut and who doesn't. And then... Based on who gets cut and who doesn't, I think they're going to trade. 
Luke, here's what you need to do. Where's that trade that trade calculator you have on your your laptop there for all the fantasy trades? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, let me see what kind of trade I'm going to put you know in. Well. Andy Isabella, put in Eno Benjamin, and throw in a fifth round pick since the Cardinals have all these comp picks coming. That package, what would that net in terms of a corner? That's what I want to know. That's, I think that's the question. Honestly, we all have. Pauly, thank you for uh, for for joining us. As always, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, you know, just th- be thankful you're not out here with Wolf. He was so proud of the way he packed his suitcase and he was loaded onto the plane. He got his whole I, week's worth into one suitcase. I can smell the barbecue from here. <laughs> I don't know why we let you both lose in Nashville at the same time. Uh, Alright, congrats to Alan Brunston from Phoenix. He was our second winner of the brand new Phoenix Suns Nike Classic Edition jersey celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 92-93 Suns team. You have one more day for your chance to win a jersey. Just text jersey to 620-620 for your chance to win. That's jersey to 620-620. Alright, when we come back, seems like a fairly simple question. Maybe it isn't. Should the Cardinals play Marco Wilson and Zayvon Collins in tomorrow's third preseason game? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, it is the Wolf and Luke Show here on this Friday, heading into the final preseason game. Wolf, I know, I know this game means a lot to the individuals, some of the individuals that are out there. I can't wait for the uh, the preseason to be over so we can get to some actual like real <laughs> regular season football. Like, let's, totally let's with you this. right now. Absolutely. Uh, we are, how about this for a, a countdown? Two weeks from yesterday is the first NFL game, Bills-Rams. One week from yesterday is the first ASU game. So we are, I mean, if you want real football, it's here. And yes, I, I already can hear everybody's ASU jokes out there. But I'm just saying, if you want actual like regular season football, uh, it is here as of next week. The game tomorrow, we've talked about Zayvon Collins so much and, and Marco Wilson more and more as this offseason has gone on. I just assumed, Wolf, it was a no-brainer that they were each going to play, I don't know, at least a quarter tomorrow, if not a half. Because to me, the biggest thing, especially with Zavin, is he's he, he got to get more reps. Like, what are you saving him for? You, you have to make sure that he is dialed in and ready to go week one. Is it as clear-cut as I'm making it sound? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, for me, honestly, right now, Zayvon Collins needs to play football at the NFL level. He needs to play football and do it at the highest level, and he needs reps. And there's only one way to do it, and that is to throw him into the fire. I, I Man, if I, if I were Cliff Kingsbury in the Arizona Cardinals looking at Zayvon Collins based on what I've seen from him so far, this is a guy that is hyper-talented, that just needs to experience it. Do it. He learns by experiencing. There are some guys who learn through visualization. You can just see it. You can. You don't have to. You can see a grease board and a coach that is greasing up a play on the grease board, and you can totally understand it, absorb it, and go out and regurgitate it. Some guys need to do it. 
Some guys need to experience it. It doesn't mean they're dumb. It just means they learn differently. And I think that is Zayvon Collins. He needs as many reps as he can possibly get. I, I kid you not. If I, if I am looking at Zayvon Collins and I'm Vance Joseph and I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I'm Steve Keim, I'm saying I'm going to play this guy at least a half tomorrow night. At least. Yeah. Just to see him get reps, and then we can make a decision as to what we're going to do against the Chiefs in they, two weeks. They have been so cautious with playing anybody in the preseason, and and you know I, I'm not somebody who's like, no, you got to go out there, and you got to play a lot in the preseason. I understand it's 2022, uh, but at the same time, like I mean, we're seeing Tom Brady play this weekend. Wolf, like other teams are playing at least a little bit. Uh, they're yeah. playing their main guys now. This is not that conversation though. This is. This this to me is simple. Zayvon Collins needs reps. You just said it. And yet Cliff Kingsbury, who's been pretty mysterious this offseason, they asked him yesterday, okay, Zayvon and Marco, they're going to play, right? They're going to start. To me, a game time decision. We'll see um, how that goes, but um, we won't know until tomorrow. That to me, I mean, I can't imagine he's, you know, that's some strategic move to keep the Titans guessing in the third preseason game. That to me sounds like they haven't fully, or at least yesterday, hadn't fully decided how much, if at all, Zayvon Collins is going to play that one that's a head scratcher to me yeah you know it was interesting because I, I'm reading a quote right here from Cliff Kingsbury that says I think the more football they can play the better yeah um, he said, we'll talk about that tonight and see if that's the plan in regard to Marco Wilson and Zayvon Collins. And, man, I I agree so much with what Cliff is saying right there. The more football they can actually play or experience, the better, man. And I think that should be the approach. Uh, again, who knows what's going to happen, but, man, it just seems like Zayvon Collins in particular – needs reps as many reps as you can throw his way and um i don't know it's going to be fascinating to see it's the reason why i picked him as my fulcrum football player for tomorrow night well what it, does it mean how much or how little he plays tomorrow night and, and that honestly you know this pains me to say this that that should be the number one pick i know i took ingram before that because i was you i was trying to help me out. i was you know i know i know you've had you have to hang out with paulie in tennessee i know that's a lot <laughs> uh no i mean my goodness it's it's a different way to look at it ingram has a chance to jumpstart his career, whether it's on the Cardinals or somewhere else, and I think tomorrow helps him with that. But as far as is who's the most important to the actual Cardinals team in their season, Zayvon Collins tomorrow, yeah, he needs the reps. That's that just seems like it's the biggest thing for him. If he if he hasn't shown them what they need to see, I, I mean, are we really in a scenario where he might not play a lot in the opener against the Chiefs? Is that even on the table? I think that is a possibility right there. I do. I think it's a possibility. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not willing to give up on Zayvon Collins right now. Um, I do believe that I'm right on that, that this is a kid that learns through experience, learns by doing. He's not going to learn. He can't conceptualize it. Some guys can. Doesn't mean he's he's not as smart as somebody else. I mean, the guy is super smart, as a matter of fact. Book smart, Zayvon Collins. So it's a situation where I just think he's got to get reps, Luke. 
Yeah, I'm with you. What about Marco Wilson? Because Marco has already played in this league successfully last year, and I know he didn't grade out all that well, depending on what metric people were using for the whole season, but a lot of that was the final month or so of the season when everything kind of fell apart for the Cardinals. I I thought Marco Wilson last year was a revelation considering where they got him and how badly they needed somebody to step up. Cliff Kingsbury has not, he's not conveyed a lot of confidence in what he has seen from Marco so far in training camp. No, he is not. Sorry, I thought you were going to play a card. No, that's it. No, <laughs> no he, he is not. Um, you know, with Marco Wilson, I this is a guy that you don't see a corner play as well as he did and then totally kind of trail off. And yet Marco Wilson, when we had him on, he told us why. Yeah, He felt like he got complacent. He Man, I, I, I thought that was... That was the, the maybe the cut of training camp. The fact that Marco Wilson literally said that he couldn't get complacent. Yeah. Yeah, he was, what he, he was really straightforward with us. That was like yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, we I thought on, that yeah. was fantastic right there, and he's so right on it. And, you know, we'll see how much action he gets, but I think it's Zayvon Collins who needs reps more than even Marco Wilson. What, um, just real quick here before we hit the break. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if Antonio Hamilton, if he's hurt, I and mean, we still don't really have much of an update on him, I mean, they need Marco Wilson more now than they did even last year at this time. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. They need they need him. They need somebody to step up. Uh, Steve Kime, this is what's going to happen. I, 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 I am, like, 100% convinced. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll make a full apology. I said this yesterday, but it's the truth. I think you're right, though. 100% convinced. They're going to sit there and wait for the cuts. They're going to wait for the cuts to see, hey, maybe, hey, we really like this guy. This guy will give us. I think they'll do both, as a matter of fact. They'll wait for the cuts. They'll go ahead and bring some corner in after he's gone through waivers. And then they're going to pull off some type of trade. That's what I am convinced is going to happen going forward. Not just one, but maybe two guys they actually bring in in that corner room based on everything that has happened so far this training. Yeah, I think you have to do that. I'm with you. They're going to do that. Obviously, the concern is that doesn't guarantee you that you get some amazing player, but this is where Steve Kime is good. Now, he only has so much to work with. It's not like there's a bunch of pro bowlers hanging out out there. It's not like Charles Woodson in his prime is just out there on the way. Wire, right. But uh, you know, we'll see. Obviously, that's the biggest question mark right now for this uh, Cardinals team. Those two, Zayvon Collins and then the cornerback position, which right now is personified by Marco Wilson. All right, we'll come back. All of today's top sports stories in one place. Wolf and Down Your Lunch is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.